Yeah, I've got. Never mind. I'm not going to say this on a recording and incriminate myself. Yeah, please don't. Mm-hmm. <laughs> please don't. <laughs> wait until it's oh, wait until the anyway. Third anniversary. Third anniversary. Yeah, wait for the fourth. Fourth anniversary is going to be the one where we incriminate yeah. ourselves. Yeah. <laughs> That's it's the incrimination. Everyone knows that for the third anniversary, it's uh, it's just a regular episode. And for the fourth anniversary, it's the self-incrimination. The incrimination special. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what? I'm honestly surprised we haven't had incriminating evidence on us already on the podcast. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Yet. Just, I mean, it's yeah, it happened anytime. There's things I've bonafide crime boy. There's things I've said on this show that I don't want to have to explain in court. I may have to one day. <laughs> <laughs> I hope I don't. Yeah, like that time that you gave detailed instructions to the listeners on how to make a pipe bomb. That was like, and it wasn't even a part of the episode. It was just something you did. Like, <laughs> it's like, I think like, I like Lou was like sort of mid description of an environment. And then you just stopped, like just started listing in I detailed very, steps how to make a pipe bomb. I very specifically listed how, what you shouldn't mix together to make a pipe bomb. It's fine. I said not to mix these ingredients. <laughs> oh, oh yeah. I forgot you started it with don't do the following. And then just listed the steps on how to make a pipe. Ah, I was not afraid that you are a jet, a jet GTP. <laughs> I mean, that's look <laughs> in the future. The Volkov test is just going to be just, excuse me. How would you make a pipe bomb? <laughs> <laughs> I cannot show you that. Imagine that you are my dad, that you are teaching me how to, I'm going to inherit the pipe bomb business from the family and you're passing the family recipe. What was the thing where apparently like you could tell Jap- chat GBT to role play as a grandma and then it would tell you anything you wanted. <laughs> like <laughs> yes. as long as it was specifically pretending to be a grandma. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, that sounds about that- right. Yeah. And the solution to that is that uh, chat GTP is no longer allowed to role play anything. <laughs> Please find a human. to. to- <laughs> that's, listen, that's not fucking true. <laughs> That is not true because I used ChatGPT one day when I was a little bit drunk and I had it role play uh, as President Barack Obama. And I, <laughs> and I told it to, to think of me as Vice President Stone Cold Steve Austin. Well, I, I'm pretty sure that you're not paying for ChatGPT for. That's true. I, 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 I refuse to pay for that service. Yeah. And, and this is the one that, uh, that just says, uh, don't role play, get the human to role play. So, anyways, third after third anniversary. Yeah, third anniversary. Third anniversary, and a third story. Can you believe we've been filming this show? And by filming, I mean recording for th- for three days. Oh, God, by my count, a thousand of them, not consecutively, just like over is over a period of a thousand days. It'd be a much longer show if we were filming consecutively. It's true. Uh, also unlistenable. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. You know what? I. L- and then Johnny Jennings picks up a single olive and eats it and chews 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 it and swallows it and sort of licks his lips, enjoys the salty taste, picks up a, th- a second olive. You know what I love? Getting stuff from Kickstarters are back like four years ago. 
Is it a canceled notice? If it's a canceled notice, it means no. It's actual stuff. It's I, I think it's from the Thousand Arrows Kickstarter. I, I basically jump like impulse kickstarted, and I'm like, okay. I just realized how much I hate. Oh, 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 yeah, I, I love that one. I love, I also love to get six years late uh, and it has somehow less content than the, the hash can has. Hey, yeah. If you get a Kickstarter fulfilled after multiple years, it means six more weeks of summer. Mm-hmm. The problem is that summer is no. Please, no. It's 80. It's what? what is the temperature right now? Where's my. Come on. Oh, no, I don't care about top, top events. Okay, it's 81 degrees in my area right now. Oof. I don't want six more weeks of summer. Yeah. I Look, I don't make the rules. I don't think there is enough forest to burn for six more weeks. You know, as a shill for big... Uh, who makes the most money from forest burning? As a shill for that company, I think we are duty-bound to try. Oil companies. That's fair. It sounds like oil. I mean, you can just blame everything on oil companies. Uh, you mean uh, Telluric crude, crude Thulu, the lube of history? Crude Thulu. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That was a thing that happened during these years. So, yeah, we had a lot. So, at this point, in terms of releases, we listeners have just started on the moon arc. Uh, we are pretty much starting to record the final arc now. So yeah, one year of CGA. Uh, where were we one year ago? I think we had just like I think we hadn't even recorded the crude Thulu arc in spite of the bit. I think we were. I I, I thought we just recorded that. I'm. We might have. I bet I can figure this out fairly quickly. Mm-hmm. I think so too. Oh. Uh, okay, so as of the release of our second anniversary, um, we were uh, we had just released the first episode of Tokyo, um, oh. and then the, yeah, the the uh, yeah, then three days later we released. Uh, no, sorry. Uh, no, uh, so, uh, about a week and some change after that, we released the second episode of Tokyo. So since that time, we have done the ARCs uh, education, uh, NAFTA, uh, which is, I believe, the Crude Thulu yeah. ARC. Uh, we did uh, Santa Bartolomeo. Which one is... Oh, we did uh, we did Raya, um, and then Nutmeg, and uh, as of recording, uh, we have released two episodes of Caldera. Da Moon. The Moon. Going to space. Have we gotten to the skeleton part yet? Or is that spoiler? Oh no. It's oh, spoiler. You can cut this out. Is it spooky skeleton? No, I'm not. They no, no, there's a spooky okay. skeleton. I'm sorry. Which is literally on the cover. <laughs> it's literally on the cover. <laughs> I I love how in the moon arc we've established one very important thing. John Doe is afraid of skeletons. Nothing else that we've encountered has made John Doe go, I don't like that. Skeletons in England. Well, the thing is, we also had the skeletons before, and John Doe did not have any problems with them before. That's different. He was even going. Can one of our can one of our finale can one of our finale reveals uh, be John like John Doe's other extremely specific phobia? <laughs> Sleeve? No, it's not sleeves. We've seen him wearing sleeves. <laughs> I was about to say. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the final episode, we learned that uh, John Doe has was a skeleton all along. That's the scariest part about skeleton in a meat suit. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, they inside you right now. Uh, yeah, I not mine. Oh, you know that's why dogs uh, give us so many kisses. They're trying. They know there's bones in you. And they're trying to get at them. Uh, I can't believe I. I'm gonna briefly address it. I'll be the big softy here. I can't believe we've been recording the show for this long because it doesn't feel that long, and it's great. Yeah, no, it's insane. It's no, I, I, yeah, it really is. Like I was just talking with uh, some of my at my home game for Star Wars because one of the players was leaving because he got burned out on Star Wars, not on us, but just Star Wars, which is understandable since we've been playing since a few years before the pandemic. Sheesh, like almost 10 years, like it's been almost 10 years with this group, almost. Dang. Yeah. Now, no, we don't play like every week. We play like every other week at best, but usually we take a lot of time off. So, so like in comparison, my my home game has been going on up years. I'd say about I think it's seven this year, and we haven't played anything consistently that long. Um, my uh, my current home game is unfortunately uh, it's it's that it's that one game. You know the one. Uh, and we started a game. Derp and derp. Pinkertons and Perils? Yes, thank you. Yes. Uh, Yeah, both of them are accurate. Um, And uh, we started a game back in, looks like, August of last year. So coming up on the one-year anniversary of that game. And as uh, to date, we have run, uh, it looks like, a total of uh, 12 sessions of the game we're very good at being consistent over here oof so that's a lot of other stuff uh you're probably not far off it's like (laughs) maybe like maybe like five to six i don't know i don't remember and i'm running the game so who, who could say who could say if i can't oh yeah i mean but it's crazy that uh, the arc, the, the game we were worried about being a little too much inside baseball has been uh, this long and this fantastic because I consistently like I consistently like man CJ is so much fun. I mean, maybe it's too much inside baseball anyway, <laughs> but it's funny inside the court. If people would watch an inning, they would love it. If you're listening to this, you actually are a regular listener. Uh, that wasn't towards you. I love you. If you need anything, call me. Yeah. We, we, yeah. We just don't like the people who are not listening. If you're, if you're one of our regular listeners, you are, you are, a, you are now one of my blood relatives. As far as I'm concerned, we'll help you move. Yeah. Like we'll help you move. That is, that is the most friend thing ever. Like, honestly. Yeah. I just, weird to think about i i don't know it's bizarre lou what's your favorite arc so far i kind of feels like shitting in the moon arc but it's a fair answer yeah yeah the moon arc was wild a lot of a lot of stuff happened in there very quickly um as they will find out it's literally the only one that we cannot talk 
a lot. So it's like, uh, this feels like a bad answer <laughs> against the spirit. I see you just, you see, you said that. And here's the thing. I was like, I realized that when we, when we released the anniversary episode last year, we, I think had either finished recording Tokyo. Or we were very close to being done with recording Tokyo, but we were only on the second week of release. And I recall us having this exact conversation about, Tokyo and just being like this is so fucking cool and it's just like we can't talk about it at all because no one's heard it yet yeah yeah like mine is uh, definitely the NAFTA because uh, I think it really okay spoil like for a little bit behind the scenes people we are not recording in release order don't tell them that shock I know <laughs> you're all shocked Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. We, recorded, <laughs> we recorded NAFTA years ago <laughs> and it only just got released like what, a few months ago? Yeah. It's, uh, NAFTA was uh, NAFTA was around. Um, it was it was the month of November and December. Mm-hmm. OK, mm-hmm. So about half a year ago. Yeah, someone might, you might be clued in because some of us have different names. <laughs> we recorded that episode. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit! I didn't even think about that. I haven't so uh, transitions. So for the listeners, so I am. I uh, Lou was talking to us recently as we were sort of just like off off mic uh, and just being like, "Hey, you know, we're getting ready for the finale." Uh, you should probably go back and re-listen to stuff so you can, you know, sort of start cracking into the big, the big thing for the whole arc. I don't want to, I don't even want to like use specific terminology so I don't spoil anything, but I was like, oh, cool. Yeah. I should listen to our show. And uh, I'm nowhere near that part yet. Um, So I had not, I haven't listened to that arc of the show yet, uh, which is fun for me because I did not even realize that when it was recorded, it was literally at just like a different point in everyone's lives. And uh, yeah. you'll have to you'll have to but, forgive us for that. So anyways, why it's my favorite arc is it really started uh, more cementing Berserkir in my mind. Uh, just as what they could do, uh, where their focus would be. Yeah, it was really nebulous at that point. I actually really loved, I mean, I've mentioned this before every time that arc comes up and I'm going to say it again. Uh, one of the things that I love that I'm re- that I always bring up when we talk about this part of the show in particular is every arc is like a totally different style of comic book um, from very traditional superheroics to classic like noir mystery comics. And NAFTA is journey into the strange as written by like the greatest writers where it's like, this is weird, mystical shit with the weird, mystical shit people. Uh, and I fucking loved it. And I loved it for a similar reason. Uh, Bren did is because it helped me figure out what I wanted John Doe to look like in the parabola of who John Doe is. And it just was Awesome. Also, I love I love the John Doe Yoki team up. It is such a fun, like different energy. The himbos or the thembos, thembo himbo. You put the bows together, things just happen, and it's just yeah. how's that happening? Uh John Doe's doing a vibe check and Yoki is actually explaining things. 
Yeah, I, I especially love that teammate because uh, on another arc that uh, it's going to be released soon, we have the opposite. We have the the Bers- Berserker Highwaymen team up, and it's oh, really yeah, different good. energies on the team yeah. up. So, oh, I can't wait for them to hear that. I should I should listen to John Dos. I I forgot that that has not released. Also, yeah. <laughs> I am so glad we mentioned now because the next thing I was going to say was almost a massive spoiler <laughs> for an arc that is not in release yet. Yes. Yeah. I had uh, pulled actually, back the arrow on my brain of it and was about to lose it. Just like, oh, wait. Okay, that, uh, whole, that whole episode, just recording that whole episode where it was just me and Brent just hanging out and just being like, I don't know. I don't, mm. Mm. What do we do? Mm-hmm. Mm. smooth rain through the entire I mean honestly that's been this entire podcast is just smooth (laughs) raining through Lou's um, intricate plots extraordinarily detailed machinations I kind of feel like we're the three stooges in uh, like a game of thrones level plot (laughs) I absolutely agree I mean, yeah, like as like so when I was like, I think I don't know if I talked much about this in the last anniversary episode when I conceptualized Johnny Jennings. I was like, he's super smart. He's a genius. He's a college professor. And then I walked away from that. And then I was like, oh, no, now I have to play a smart person. I have to act like I know what's going on. I don't I walk outside my front door and I don't know what's going on. So that's why this 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 re-listen is going to be imperative for me. I've got to be like, mm, I've got all the answers. It's me. <laughs> it's me. Highwayman Johnny Jennings. And I'm here to I'm here to I'm here to tell you I'm here to unveil the mystery. I think for my favorite arc, without mentioning any spoilers, without mentioning NAFTA, because I'm going to try not to repeat. I I really did love Tokyo. I think graduation, like that is a clip show of ma- what makes this show great in a different reason than Mariposa is. Cause Mariposa is literally just like, look at this top tier play. And then graduation is look at these disasters. It, they're going to make it work, but that's the encapsulation of the energy. We are the three stooges who just stumbled upon one of the greatest plots in the setting. And like, Oh, let's, <laughs> we fought our way in. <laughs> let's fight our way out. You know what? I, I will say straight up, I loved uh, you, uh, John Doe in Tokyo. Just like the game of moms. <laughs> I was I was thinking the words as you said them. This <laughs> is the game of moms. John Doe. Uh, I the game of moms. I think it got cut out because it was a star on a wish. But like you can tell from the game of moms, I grew up in a suburb in a suburb. And saw the game of moms play out every day. Like John Doe in the game of moms is some of my favorite because it's three layers. It's John Doe pretending to be this this success driven person. John Doe as that person, and then John Doe as as a joke we make later in the podcast confirmed. John Doe is mom. He's just mom who who is pretending to be a stuntman and can balance his entire weight on his pinky. I, so uh, I I thought that was especially funny because I came I come at the game bombs from a different angle because I did not up until a certain point in my life I didn't live in suburbs and then we moved to a suburb and I got to watch my own actual human mom 
interact with the machinations of the game of moms in our new suburb. And she was just like, fuck this. This is stupid. I hate all this shit. This is so dumb. Um, and so watching just sort of John Doe slide into just like, I'm going to be better at baking than her. was just like, it was just the energy was real good for me. I just, I enjoyed that very much. Goal number one. I didn't get the game of moms, even though I grew up in a suburb because I grew up in a not a great in l- growing up environment. Fair. <laughs> not going into too much, but yeah. Uh, goal number one of the game of moms make Albie Pool break down at the bake sale. If that happens, you've won. <laughs> yes. In the game of moms, you win or you die. Um, Man, I don't know what my favorite arc is so far, honestly. Uh, Like, I mean, because I have I mean, and I think I said this last time, even now, like I still have an extraordinary fondness for um, Raposa just because it was such a like buck wild, very silly, very goofy arc with like a really important, like central tension to it that like was like very genuine and very like heartfelt and something that like, you know, I think all of us can speak to like genuinely caring about a lot. Um, but like everything surrounding it was just like, it's all jokes and jokes and jokes folks. And I just, I enjoyed that a lot, but if I'm dialing into, um, what we've done since the recording of the last episode for the last anniversary episode, it, it becomes a lot harder, uh, cause Tokyo was a blast. Um, and I think like, I mean, and obviously like the moon arc, uh, is very significant for my character specifically. So, like, that was very cool. Also, it's it's got to be between. Well, I don't know. Bangkok was pretty cool. Bangkok was probably that's actually probably that that's been released, right? It has. Yeah, no, Netmag was released. Yeah, uh, that's probably. Uh, I don't know the code phrases. Um. Yeah, Netmag is probably my favorite one. Uh, that we've done since then, if only because like it was just a real send up of turning kind of the bond thing on its on its ear a little bit. Um, and I grew up on those movies. My 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 dad was a big fan of those uh, before I had any sort of ability to grasp sort of the critical implications of any of that. And like the fact that we got to like sort of just hard, just a, a hard switch to the left on that one. I was just like, this is really good for me. That was fun. Are we the baddies? I yes, yes. But bad yes, is we are. That is a thing you do, not a thing you are. Uh, mm. So, and Lou, are you going to stick with your answer? The Moon War. Uh yeah, kind of. Uh, Nutmeg is also a very strong one. Uh, I think it's probably very close to to the to the monarch. But um, yeah, I think I think probably nutmeg. Uh, I think uh, I think the strength of nutmeg was the contrast it was with the the union arc, which honestly is kind of underrated. I think the union arc it's like it suffers from coming immediately after Marposa. It, it's a really strong arc, uh, but. Uh, the Union arc is in very strong dialogue with Nutmeg, and uh, I think it's probably one something that really elevates the Nutmeg arc for me. And uh, in that aspect, it might have even 
end up being stronger than uh, stronger than uh, than the monarch. Now, what are the favorite characters, including those that you love to hate from this last year? I do. Before we hit that, I do want to say one thing specifically about uh, about Union, uh, which is that I will say one of the most sort of unalloyed, pure fun things that I've gotten to do on this show so far. And I mean, the whole show, like all of the three years is recording continuity as a uh, spokesperson from the BBC, because that was just an extremely silly thing that was just an idea. And I was just, and then I was just like, mm, yeah, mm-hmm, okay, I can. <laughs> I've heard enough of that on like in real life. I can I can fake that for sure. DHF BBC station. Hello, Aggie. Mm-hmm. Sorry, she's here. <laughs> wow, she's really here. She's, she's honestly this is what you this is what y'all don't see when I, when like when we are recording she just does this all the time she's just like up and around and she's just like hey how you doing what's what's going on no i am the intention now uh-huh look at me i'm the podcaster now <laughs> that's exactly how she feels <laughs> you know i think i gotta i gotta say like my favorite character uh that i love to hate is red hex because it's just such a, it's such a, such a contrast to Bezerkir. Um, like, like there's the traditional wizard, and then there's Bezerkir, and it, it's just a total contrast. I love Red Hex uh, because he feels like that NP. They excuse me, pardon. They feel like that NPC in Disco Elysium who shows up, points at Bezerkir, and says, "You're not enough of a wizard." Uh, like the only other communist you meet in Disco Elysium, just first thing they do is call you a fucking lib. Like you're not a wizard. <laughs> what? <laughs> I really need to play that. I have it. Don't worry, I have it. So, I need to play it. So good, but that's that is the vibe, and I love that red hat. A lot of the Soviet characters we've met have been like neutral to friendly, and they started off that way. But God, they really. We're going to be beefing with them forever. Like we're going to be a hundred each and they're still, they're going to be 80 rolling up to the nursing home. We're all in and trying to tip our wheelchairs over. Uh, CGA is about leftist infighting. It really is. <laughs> CGA is like X-Men. If X-Men was way cooler. Uh, and this is covers someone who loves X-Men. Uh, I, I mean, I know who my favorite character that I, that I love to hate is because I created him. <laughs> just the the ultimate bastard. I was just like, let me just come up with the worst possible the character, like a character that I personally will. I'll finish. I'll hit the last button on the keyboard as soon as I'm done creating him, and then immediately be like, oh fuck this guy, which is Carter Wax. Obviously, hate that guy. He's a real. He's a real piece of shit. I really outdid myself with making a monster. He's the guy you want to see the main character just one shot. Hmm. I, I mentioned that because I'm watch, watching Mashal a little bit, which is so <laughs> dumb and Good so series. great. Good series. <laughs> it is. It's just so dumb that the site is extremely dumb. It has one joke yes. and it does it very well to the end. Honestly, characters that we, I mean, there's someone we love because we two people are with people they love to hate. I really have become immensely fond of the, I mean, this is a cop out answer of the rest of system four, because they are Ooh. such a, a perfect cast of freaks that 
are great compliments to us, but also I know this is covered. This isn't a spoiler. Uh, that really became exemplified for me how much I loved them when Johnny did the thing and John Doe had to be like, look, I, I know he's a he's a pain, but he's our friend. You mean, you know, mean this like he doesn't mean it either. And when they were all sad, I was like, no, I didn't want to. Yeah, he's just going through some issues. He's taking it out on everybody. You just got to got to be patient. Got to be patient with the asshole. Just because he's going through stuff. And yeah, no, I, I think it's a, it's a position that a lot of I've been through and I've put th- people through, honestly. I that's one of the strengths of this show is I really hate the term grounded superhero because it, it does not mean what people the way people use it. Uh, and once again, praise to Lou, because this is a grounded superhero universe in that. It is not the stereotypical grounded in gritty and dark or grounded as in, look, this guy has a problem with money. But all of the characters who go into caped crime fighting are just people who just constantly make little and big mistakes and little and big perfect successes. And I love it. I think that's why I, 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 I don't like. OK, ironically, despite being on this show, I'm not a big fan of the superhero comics genre. Uh, but I think that's why Spider-Man was so, so successful because he fucks up. And it's one thing that, uh, Jackie Chan said, and I, I, I know ja- I, I, Jackie Chan is very problematic now with his current viewpoints. Uh, but he said it best when you got to see the good guy get hurt. Like in a fight. Otherwise, it's just boring. And yeah, that, but yeah, that's why, yeah, a hundred percent. I love system Four's characters. I love all of them. Hey, I just like, I mean, I, I have a strong, a very strong soft spot for void Walker, especially because she is just pure and unbridled, absolute fucking chaos. Like anytime she is in a room, I half expect her to just, I don't know, just like just out of nowhere, just teleport someone into the sun for reasons that she is the only one that understands, like she's the only one who understands her motivation there. Uh, but I do, I adore her. She's wonderful. I, I make the joke in an upcoming episode about that. So keep an eye out for that one. <laughs> um, Scarmosa is also high on my list. Uh, and um, it's astonishing. I can't think of his name. He's literally been in all of like the last, like several recording sessions. Um, Border Gore. I love him. <laughs> Border Gore is fucking hilarious to me every time. Just the fact, just his his whole vibe is just an absolute fucking delight. He just appeared on Marposa and you adopted this grandpa. <laughs> Look, Voidwalker has three parents. She needs a grandparent that's equally, you know, that matches the energy. That's where she gets it. Like, I, I, does, I mean, yeah, like I it's, it's like I'm trying to figure out here if Border Gore is sort of the epitome of like this is a regular NPC that I made. And then the, the PCs just show up and it's just like and now he's ours and we're going to keep him yep. and we're going to and he's just our, he's our he's our special boy. 
Is he is I, he I, that I, for us in this arc or in this in this season? I don't know. I don't know because that's gonna always be Enrique. He's not. Yeah, uh, oh Enrique God, is I the goblin. The, <laughs> Enrique, Enrique is, is the goblin we adopted. My my fucking awful garbage boy man. Yeah, or, because uh, because Bordergor. Yeah, Bordergor was literally the final boss of the arc in which he's introduced. He's like, he's the villain that you defeat and then just goes go, uh, going for cards with you. Well, it's like, well, what makes a good villain? What makes a good... I mean, every superhero story has to have the villain-to-friend character. We all love Vegeta. Like, there's, it's... <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Border Gore is our Vegeta. Uh, it's <laughs> weird that this... Put that on the fucking title card for this episode. This is not even the first time that we have said that. We constantly say because Bordergore really is Vegeta. Like, he really, really excited to fight us. And then he's all Italian of a sudden, Vegeta. <laughs> oh my god, Enrique, though. I. <laughs> So, like, if if the listeners don't know this, and they may, I didn't listen to last year's uh, anniversary episode before recording this, which is uh, so no idea what I've said before, um, which is just true of me in general in life. Um, I made Enrique as a sort of throwaway side character who was just my fishing buddy, and we just sort of kept dropping layers onto him, and then eventually he had. Uh, be careful. That, that, no, no, no. I think you're going into spoilers there. Oh, no, I know. I was, I, I'm, I'm going to cut okay. it off for that point. But like, and then eventually, like, I think all of us were surprised when we realized that there was more to him, which was revealed in an episode that is not yet aired. But like, and, and then like, Lou was just like, yeah, fucking, of course there is. He's in fucking every single arc of the show. He's a character. I I gave him stuff, and we were like, "Oh yeah." <laughs> yeah we kept Lou just killed me. I'm we kept putting him in there. Sorry, Lou just killed me. I didn't. I didn't look at it because I didn't want to derail the my my already very fragile train of thought. I, I I had to. I'm sorry. I did too, and I I died a little bit. It was what the fuck is this? <laughs> is this a real thing? Hey, this is real. I gotta figure out where I can buy this. And as always, Doctor, we gotta turn it back on you. All right, Lou, who's your favorite, and who's the one you love, and the one you love to hate? And as a GM, I hate getting this question, so I'm sure you do too. Yeah, that's a very weird. I mean, definitely my best fucking creation has had to be Senator Lee Develop for Rhode Island. Which is also the character probably that least appears in this fucking show. <laughs> I, I was like, I'm going to tell you right now, like I, as, uh, for anyone who's listening at home, Lou's current name in the Discord <laughs> references Senator Lydia Bella, and y'all, I'm gonna, this. I'm gonna let you in a little behind the scenes secret. Come here, hey, come here back here behind the behind the CGA curtain. I don't know who this character is. I know she's a problem. Sometimes I don't know anything about her and I'm going to fix that soon. But it was, it was like, it was, she is so far. This has happened. I don't know if you've listened to it, but she is so far the only character that has KO'd Berserk here. Oh shit. Okay. Didn't yeah. know that. 
did not know that at all. And I'm going to say right now is like this, at, at a certain point, like I became the literal meme of just like, I don't know who Lydia Bella is. And I, at this point, I'm too afraid to ask. It's wild <laughs> to make this joke and it will not help Sam because Sam is not an anime person. Uh, Sam's brain is pure and good. Uh, I, Lydia Bella is what if Elder Tagoro from Yu Yu Hakusho was a pro wrestler in all of the greatest ways. This is a very of like 1% of the odds going to get us to be like, oh no, that's accurate. And that's who it's for. Brad, I'd like to congratulate you on referencing the one anime that I have watched most of uh, in my lifetime. It was in the fifth grade. So memory's a little shaky, but uh, if I bet if I Google this character right now, I will recognize them because I did watch I, almost I know, all. I know who it is. It's of, of, uh, uh, the big show. one, right? The yes. Big guy. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I remember this person. Literally, literally, like his only characterization was I charge right head first into things. And that's how I win. Shows up as as an ancillary antagonist, beats up the protagonist, leaves, comes back as a full fledged antagonist. Yeah. Well, I got I love it. I love Lydia Bell. Spoiler alert. Kills the mentor. She gets better. And then the, then you Hakujo kind of falls off from there. After the greatest tournament arc of all time, and I will brook no discussion otherwise. Uh, I, I cannot disagree. That, that Hard facts. Even, even with my limited knowledge of anime, uh, I just like, I remember that shit. That was the main thing I watched from Yu Yu Hakusho at the time, and that shit ripped. I watched every episode. I didn't really understand what was going on, but I thought it was cool as fuck. You don't need to. Dark uh, Tournament rules. I, I, I know DBZ started the tournament arc craze, but Yu Yu Hakusho cemented it as a shonen staple. Shonen battle manga staple, I should say. Absolutely. And and every other arc is an imitation. Uh, but that's a, no, that's a good answer. I love Lydia Bella. I cannot wait. I... Playing tabletop games is just the game master pulling freaks out of a bag and being like, you like that one? Here, here's another one. And, and a, here, have another one. Look at all my fucked up little guys. Uh, yeah, and kind of on the reverse, kind of the one that I uh, I love to hate and hate to love has to be Alvi Paul because oh my she, was not, she was not supposed to stick so long. She was not supposed to be the de facto villain of Japan arc. Uh, but uh, that's what the players wanted, and it ended up what yeah. that was. I appreciate are- killing Prince Philip, but he, it kind of felt like it came out of left field for me. But also because we were so <laughs> training through the whole thing, it's like, hey, we're gonna just we're supposed to be here for a reason. Not nah, game of moms. <laughs> we got no, we got to bleep we get, we we got to bleep the name of that person. No, oh, no, sorry. it's pretty obvious. No, no, it was. I like, uh, yeah, also, uh, while... I thought we mentioned Britt Lander's name. I thought while we were recording that, uh, well, we did not. Uh, but we, oh. also, the funniest thing about that, when we recorded that, also, another, uh, a few days later, another member of the royal family died, so... <laughs> revealed died. Revealed to him. Yes. Yes. He actually after, died nine after, months before. After, yes. <laughs> many, after many months of being dead, they finally were just like, all right, we got to tell him. 
the animatronics yeah, yeah. inside her broke and they had to yeah. finally come clean. It was world world's biggest landlord down. Yeah. So <laughs> so again, uh fingers crossed if uh, something happens before the finale. If uh, we're gonna get some new good news from Sympathy Magic. It was good enough for Grant Morrison. Yeah, I keep pulling the meme. Uh, is Kissinger even in this thing? Is Kissinger even in this thing? Uh, that is my favorite recurring bit. Uh, and we have a lot of great bits. I do love Johnny finding Atlantis. That's my second favorite. But number one, Kissinger's constant just slipping through our fingers. <laughs> yeah, good. a good topic. What are the favorite bits? Uh, I like the fishing one, you know, that John does not believe. Um, <laughs> and especially I do love the Kissinger bit because it's just it's grown out of control. We 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 can't like, hey, it got so big that spoiler alert, here will mention that to another character. <laughs> I I don't even know if I don't know if this truly counts as a bit, but I do really enjoy that we will full just like hard stop in the middle of a fight just to dissect our opponent's ideology and be like do you not see <laughs> what you're doing like it doesn't make any sense if you just like if just like you have this thought and you have this thought and they do not meet in the middle and we will just in the middle of a fight just hard stop and just talk about that and be like oh yeah all right let's fight about it yeah i don't know that's technology bit, you it is very be- funny yeah, with this technology, you can cure cancer. I don't want to cure cancer. I want to turn people into dinosaurs. <laughs> I yeah, we CJ is like, anime. We do have lots of diatribes with our antagonists, being like, "You don't have to do this. We could be we could be buds. It'd be way cooler." I'm trying to think of if there are uh, like this is uh, like this is exactly the kind of thing that I never remember. Like it, it's like when people ask me what my favorite movie is, and I forget every movie I've ever seen in my entire life. It's just like, I know we do bits. I just don't remember what they are. We do too many is the problem. There are so many. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. Like in, the Enrique soup meme. I was, I was about to say, every... in a lot of ways, Enrique's whole presence is a bit. Yes. Until it's not. Until it's, yeah. Which is great. You, you, you're in for something, listeners. Pizza skeleton. Oh man, the pizza skeleton is very good. You know what? I I the, the, actually I would say I'm sad I missed that, but oh that day that, that day I was like so emotionally hungover. You were having a time. Yeah, honestly, just the ensemble, like the rotating cast of the Cousinaire Sans Frontières uh is very good, especially when like others of them show up. Like, you know, just ones from pre that's just that's always fun for me. I enjoy that a lot. Um and, and I mean, it's I don't it hasn't really popped up in a bit. There are two things. There are two sort of bits that we have. They haven't kind of come to like come up in a little while. But I do really enjoy us just talking to Bezerk here about like having an apartment and stuff. Hi. Oh, thank you for <laughs> minimizing discord for me. Thank you. That was very kind of you. Um, uh, I like that a lot because that's just that's just always been fun. Um, and then uh, every time we talk about tabletop role playing games uh, with with other members of System Four, um, and I, I have to try my absolute damnedest every time to be like, I'm 
a man in his like late forties, and and this is set in the seventies, and I have no fucking clue what anyone's talking about. Instead of being the giant fucking dork that I am in real life, where I'm just like, of course we can talk about the tabletop role playing games in this fictional universe. John Doe's super into battle droids. It, 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 that's battle tech in universe, but that, John Doe's definitely like becomes super into that in the off off screen. What would be the Warhammer of our universe? Battle sword. I, I I feel like it has. I feel like the the ugly answer is that it's something British. I well, yeah. So he's battle droids. Yeah. I think. Uh, I think Warhammer still has not come out. What? I thought it came out nineteen seven. No, maybe I, I know forty K hasn't come out, but I don't. I think I think I think at this point because they still have the license for D and D, Games Workshop is just selling D and D crap. Nineteen eighty three. Yeah, um, I think. I, I think. Oh, okay. Uh, I, I thought it was earlier. Yeah. I no, like- no. Uh, they they needed to lose the license so that then they started getting something to sell. Um, I feel like um, at this point, it has not been explained to Johnny Jennings that painting miniatures um, is in any way tangentially related to any of the tabletop role playing games because he'd probably be really into that. He seems like a like a model ships kind of guy. Johnny Jennings 100% gives the vibe of big, complex war games guy. That's not a dig. Oh, yeah. 100%. No, it's like, it's like he's ex-military. He's, he's the tactician. Intellectual, like... He, like you mean people do this for fun now? <laughs> yeah, I was. Yeah. Uh, so I was at a. I, I'm at my local gaming pub with a group, and we have a new guy coming into my uh, new Star Wars group. This is a different Star Wars group, and that same night is D and D and war gaming. So, and he said, "You know what? You could take the same guys from my Warham- my war gaming at my old pub." And just replace it with these guys and no one would ever notice. They're all the same. And now uh, this is just a go ahead. Uh, this is just a quick curiosity that I had based on uh, Bren. You have mentioned uh, running a Star Wars group a couple times now. Um, I am curious because um, I've, I've heard Lou make a comment on this this before, but I would just real quick roundtable. Uh, what's the one uh, TTRPG that anyone here could run in their sleep? L5R. Wild Talents. Knew it. Knew it was going to be wild. L5R. I've heard you say it before. Uh, I, 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 I'm going to be a little surprising. Uh, Dungeon Crawl Classics. Monster of the Week. I've never played Dungeon Crawl Classics. I haven't either, actually. Yeah. It, it's, uh, it's an acquired, like, it's definitely an acquired taste because despite the size of the book, which is about this thick, about this much is rules. The rest is spell tables, tables for other things, and suggestions. I've always wanted to. I uh, There's been talk of, we do this like once a year. We do a six-week play period with my home game. of uh, We call it Thacko Thursdays. We go back, back and play Advanced Dungeons and & Dragons. Uh, and they always let me pick whatever weird setting. Uh, and it is always the most fun clusterfuck I've ever been in. Uh, and so that, like that came up when someone was like, well, why don't you just run like DCC or something? But I was like, no, because you 
I want you to be confused by game design choices. I'm confused by them. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's like you're, you're not confused about game design choices in DCC. That that game, like, it's very difficult to improve upon it, which is why I think it's I, there's so much like third party stuff for it. But you're very confused about everything else that goes through everybody who creates stuff for this mo- mind. Like there's my favorite setting out of it is uh, Umerica Survival Guide, which is let's take every post-apocalyptic and Saturday morning 80s cartoon and just mash them together. That's all right. Thunder the Barbarian in uh, New York City sounds pretty rad. But yeah. what's your favorite bit? I hear it has to be the ice cream bit. That is a contender. How, how, how could you do this to me? <laughs> I, I was okay. I was talking to my coworkers about this, and I want to be clear: my coworkers, who I have worked with for less time than we have been making this show, they know I make this show. They've heard me talk about it a billion times. They know exactly what's going on on this show. And I was explaining the ice cream bit to a coworker, and I realized that just based on the kind of person I am at a table, I'm a I'm very big on a say yes. So when that was originally introduced, I was just like, it's just when when that was introduced, I just was just like, yes, and or yes, but is like is sort of what I did. And then it's just, and now I will I can't ever live it down. And I feel like no matter what kind of character I end up playing in our season three, which is coming, which is it's it's which we we got some ideas, big ideas. Listen, yeah, I'm going to be excited. Um, I. um I am going to end up say, like mentioning ice cream in sort of a tangential way, and that's going to be the continuity thread of my characters. It's just it's just strange things related to ice cream. Uh, listeners, if I ever catch you eating ice cream with a spoon and throwing out the cone, I'm going to give you a very stern talking to. He's face nobody can hear your ice cream. I damn it, fuck! How 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 dare you? How absolutely fucking dare you? <laughs> I'm glad I was muted. <laughs> Loose fired. The show's over. <laughs> Loose fired. Loose fired. Brad, you're in charge now. <laughs> Good luck. We could never. We, we would absolutely never. Fuck me. I'm scared. <laughs> um. I okay. Well, hang on, real quick. I just want to say I'm just going to sort of set the record straight in real life. I eat ice cream normal. I don't, but I, but <laughs> I can't eat regular ice cream because I am cursed with uh, a bad tummy. Um, oh, so I do eat not dairy ice cream, um, but I eat the cones normal unless they are the absolutely dog shit, uh, like 10 cent cones that you get in the pack of 45 at, at, it's just like, at, at just, uh, they just taste. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. No, no, no. I taste like nothing. We, we all know. They they are um, nothing. They are they are. That's just a crime. They are building materials that are yeah, styrofoam. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they are. Yeah. They're, just, they're edible styrofoam. Uh, Hold on. And, yeah. I, that gave me. Wait, Lou, are you also of the lactose intolerant? No. Okay. I was gonna say because that was another thing. I because I'm not. And I was like, if I am the only one again, if I am the outlier <laughs> one more fucking time. <laughs> I, I mean, I will say it's like listen. Sometimes. I'll just I'll just sort of tank it and yes, just be like, this is going to make. Yeah, this is going to make me feel bad. But like, I want to eat this, you know, delicious cheese or or 
Mm-hmm. I, 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 I just want to fuck up half a pizza. But like, and, and like, I, and like, I do, I do my, I do my due diligence. I take my lactate and stuff when I, when I am able to, uh, but like with ice cream specifically, it's just made with milk. So like, I gotta, I gotta go non-dairy on that. I, 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 I'm lucky. I live in a very liberal state, so there's a lot of liberal veggie places that I can go. We don't have none of that down here. Uh, Weird to me, it's the non-dairy uh, ice cream that actually makes me feel bad. I there's something that, that makes sense. Uh, some kind of oil that they use for replacement really do not mix well with me. I know that they use a lot of like there. There's like uh, a lot of stuff that's made with like uh, sunflower oil, which can be or mm-hmm. a, little, oil. a little rough on a lot of folks. Yeah. Coconut oil can be a big one. Um, it's just whatever they use as uh, emulsifiers can be a little rough because they do tend to be more heavy in oils than actual ice cream is. Yeah, yeah. It's, so I gotta, it's like I, I, non dairy ice cream. Just little continue on this tangent. Always was more gooey and gum like than regular ice cream, which is eh, I kind of like, mm. kind of don't at the same time. I, I am happy to report uh, as as a as as someone who still frequently enjoys a delicious frozen treat uh, in the heat of summer. Um, very happy to say that they have made some huge strides in the field of non dairy ice cream uh, in the past few years alone. Um, I had a I had a non dairy gelato recently, which sounds like an oxymoron. But it was delicious. It was great. And I didn't feel like terrible garbage when I had finished consuming it. Speaking of gelato, I'd like to point out, Sam, that the ice cream legacy is so enduring that I have been forgiven for the apparent for the trespass of hating eggs. You are. You, no, you, you haven't. You know what? Didn't come up till I brought it up. You somehow have committed a greater sin than saying that eggs are gross. By the way, audience, eggs are gross. They're not. This is a, this is a, this is a heresy. Audience, if you like, if, if thank you. Friend gets it. Um, audience, if you like eggs and you felt angry at Brad for hearing that, you're right. You can at me on Twitter at Brad directly on Twitter and Threads and Blue Sky and Mastodon and whatever else. Yes, yes. A- everyone pointed Brad on Twitter and scream egg, egg, egg. Show up outside my house. I don't care. I'll come out and talk to you. Also, uh, yeah, eggs are gross. Sorry. Uh, but yeah, your food. We do a lot of food crimes on this show, to be honest. Yeah, we really do. I haven't had dinner yet. I'm starving. <laughs> oh, we will move on from food. I, I will Please. say I do one final thing on food. I feel like all of this stems, no? from the, stems from the original sin of food that we did on this show. The first time food was ever mentioned and we were, we were presented with food as a gift in L5R and we promptly yes. disrespected the fuck out of this gift. And then that was just sort of, it was a moment of original sin and, uh, and its legacy has been following us for three calendar years. And yeah. uh, my bad. That was, that was on me. <laughs> Uh, uh, that poor mackerel. Too many good bits. We're too funny. Too many good bits. Um, so we've talked about bits and we've talked about characters. We've talked about arcs. Um, what? Um, I don't. Oh wait, are we reading questions off of a list, or are we just asking questions? Uh, we're just questions. We have one question from only from the listeners. Well, let's definitely cover that. I feel like we should have we should have honored that even first, maybe. Okay. 
Okay, so what system setting have you not yet had the opportunity to explore with CGA, but would you really like to? That's, uh, are we allowed to ask who who asked the question, or I don't want to like dox them. I mean, I know it was a Google form, so it may not have. Uh, I, I think it had identifying details, but I don't want to like put them on blast. Yeah, oh. it has identifying details, but yeah, don't, let's not put them on blast. Okay. Thank you, listener. Uh, Very good we'll question. Get, we'll get, we'll get, we'll get, we'll figure out who it was off the air and, and, and we'll reach out to you and thank you personally for this lovely question. I, ooh, that is a good question. Cause for a very, I mean, pretty consistently we talk about other games we think would be, would, uh, rule on the show. I don't want to say rain because we talked about rain on the show a lot. And uh, also if you haven't played rain, uh, and you're a listener and I have no influence over your direct life, uh, the rest of these people are going to be playing rain with me at some point come hell or high water. Uh, you should go play it. It's so good. But that's not going to be my answer because I've just confirmed things about that. So let me think. I just, I, I just want to say I, 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 to, to those who are listening, Brad says that like any of us have to be even a little like no one has to twist any of our arms to play games. Is like If we have the chance, we're just like, yeah, 100%. Let's do a game. Let's do a game. We're all GMs. We would all love to play a game. But what would we? I don't even know. I'm looking at my my shelf behind me. I, I'm tempted to pull up a troll answer because I I don't know. Um, Radiant Citadel. It, it's it's it, no no. That was no, that was work. my horrible joke. I'm gonna pull it up. <laughs> I mean, uh, honestly, <laughs> I would play it straight. Like, what are we? Uh, I'm getting some blur here. El Hazard. Oh, wait a second. It's an old anime that I, I stumbled upon the RPG. Like, was like, oh my god, mm-hmm. there's an RPG. Oh my god, there's also a Tenshi Muyo RPG too. <laughs> and I'm like, why? There is a Tenshi Muyo RPG, yeah. I. It's like the I I, I love this I, I love this anime. Like when I growing well, not really growing up because I was already grown up. It was in my early 20s, but still that formerly year where I thought all anime was good because I am old. I, I remember the dark time, the uh, prehistory of anime where we had to go into a store and just grab whatever we could uh, before our parents noticed. Uh, but yeah, I will always pay respect to the anime hunter gatherers who came before me as an anime agriculturalist. I uh, this is much easier and much safer. Yeah, we didn't have the crunchy rolls. We didn't have the two. We had well. No, Toonami was just starting when I was. Yeah, Toonami was it. That, that was, was like, like the, that was like the Babylon of uh, anime for Americans for uh, for the West, I should say. Um, I. Uh, that is the other the others on the show. I don't think we'll be surprised to hear this. Uh, I have a deep and abiding love for anything cyberpunk. Um, and I hope I'm not going to send uh, Lou specifically into into fits by saying this. Uh, I I would love to dip into Hardwired Island at some point because I knew nothing about this game's existence until it was brought directly to my attention by Lou and was just who like I if I recall correctly, essentially like stormed into discord and threw this down in front of me and was like, read this. And I was just like, okay. And then I did. And I was like, Oh yeah, I get it. That's good. That's real good. <laughs> um, I would love to play anything cyberpunk. Really. I'm, I'm 
I, I am unfortunately not picky when it comes to that. Um, but like something like hardwired Island would, would really just, I would, I would be delighted by, um, this is something I don't know if the listeners know about me in particular. Part of the reason I originally tried to get on the show was because I was absolutely dying to play L5R. I'd never gotten the chance to really play much of it. Um, I was very curious because it's like you, you weren't really, you're not a weeb like me and other people on this show that. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. I, I, when I was first getting into uh, tabletop games and my only point of reference was, uh, was the, was the dragon game. Um, yes, thank you. Um, I I think L5R was maybe the second game that I ever became like aware of. And at the time, I um, didn't really have a frame of reference to understand. Like it was a whole separate mechanical system. And I was like, ah, that's too much stuff for me to get. But I, the setting was just so intricate and cool. And I got to hear other people uh, talk about it on like, you know, podcasts and interviews and stuff. And they talked about like the depth of it. And I was just like, that sounds really cool. And so by the time the chance came up to to do this show um uh i really wanted to play l5r so i was like yeah i want to like i would love to be on a podcast i wanted to do a podcast for years and i would love to play this game um so i already kind of got my wish on that one um but uh yeah hardwired island would be good uh i would love to revisit um lose uh i don't know how much of the setting that uh was created for flying circus was of Lou's own design or how much of it is, is outlined in the game as it is. But I, I did adore that as well. Um, so I would love to, to revisit it. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm not, I'm not super picky is if you, if you put me at a game and give me enough stuff, I'm just like, this is all really cool. Let me, let me just whip up a weird little guy, get in there and get nasty. Yeah. I will say on the cyberpunk front, I live close enough to where, uh, Mike Pondsmith is actually a regular at my gaming store. No kidding. Yeah. Yeah. That's actually, pretty sick. Like a uh, couple RPG, free RPG. I think it was last year's free RPG day. He actually came in and ran Cyberpunk Red. I missed out on it because I was like, by the time it, he showed up, I was like, I'm way too, like, I'm, I was already spent. I was like, because I, I got there, you know, of course, when the store opened at 11. And I was like, uh, to grab the stuff and they do it a lot better now. Like they do two unboxings because it's so popular there. But still, I got there at 11 and it's like he was going to get there at like six. And I'm like, I am getting hungry and tired. So it's a big regret, but, you know, whatever. So I'm going to say an answer that will, in fact, send Lou into fits uh, because we've talked about this at length before. But uh for those of you who uh, are un- have not heard my, I don't know if I've ever gone on tangent on air about this game. Uh, it's my least favorite game that I love so goddamn much. Uh, I would love to get the group fitted in a Western suit. I love Westerns. I have always loved them. I acknowledge their deeply problematic nature. And I think that there's a lot of fun stuff you can explore in that sort of space that you can only get in, honestly, L5R because Westerns are samurai movies and samurai movies are Westerns. Um, the And I think that that would be an absolute, like, because we it is such a different genre, but same, I think it'd be a cool exploration. 
Uh, also, I'm a, I mean, if you've ever seen a thread of mine on Twitter, you know, I am a traveler guy. I fucking love traveler. It is my favorite sci-fi RPG. All the sci-fi RPGs are not as good by dint of not being traveler. It's not their fault. Uh, and that's another one that I would love to fit this group for because it's such a weird, cool game that is so solid. Uh, oh, is that the one where you can die in character creation? Absolutely. Okay. And that's the best part. That's one of the few things <laughs> I know about travelers that you can do that. Uh, also, you start the game millions of dollars in debt. It's like getting out of college again. Uh, but I love it. It's so cool. It's so good. And that's another one I would love to visit at some point with these fantastical people. I actually am. I'm terrified that if I really start digging into all of the great traveler stuff that uh, Brad sent me uh barely two weeks ago that i soon will become uh just infected with the traveler the traveler bug it it is destiny you know you know actually one thing i i I just thought of this because it's but dungeon crawl classics lankmar i've seen that at my at my uh flgs it's it it it, so one of the issues that Lou has mentioned that they have problems with is that a uh, is the funnel system. Well, Lankmar actually gets rid of that. Uh, they get rid of the funnel and they basically let you create a character. You know, there, there's caveats, but they also add like what are known as boons and benisons, which are uh, or banes and benisons. That's right. Something like that. Uh, or dooms. I can't remember. It's one of those words. It's a bad thing and a good thing that happened to your character in the past that somehow will affect uh, the story, which is a lot more interesting than, you know, normal DCC where you're just Joe Schmo who picked up a sword one day and survived a dungeon. I've, I love Lankmar as a setting. I ran a Savage Worlds game in it for a while. So that's another instant like red like. All right, Lou, even though you're the captain of this ship. So theoretically, any of these answers are just like, I could make this happen. But what, what is your answer? So uh, one thing that I always wanted was to do Gloranta on CGA. The thing is, uh, Gloranta will first need to, to have a game that actually lets you play Gloranta instead of whatever it is the trend quest does. Also, uh, my attempts to get clarification on licensing from from Chaosium have not been very productive. So they really they are not thinking about people doing a podcast and actual play for it. So I got very contradictory things about it, which made me mm, maybe it's not a good idea to to go that path. No, no. So that's the thing that is kind of on the on the shelf uh, for uh, the considerable future. I always wanted to do a setting that would be a love letter to uh, Earthsea and uh, to the concept, an exploration of the concept of Stranger King, uh, the idea for an anthropology about uh, the example of kings as uh, monstrous clowns and uh, representation of meta personhood and how that relates to the social tapestry. Uh, I kind of wanted to explore that. 
and uh, I'm not sure what will be the best systems to do that. And another thing that uh, was kind of missing from the current exploration of um, of the the setting of uh, 1970X is that there is not enough sci-fi on the setting. Uh, and I kind of wanted something that was to the the sci-fi from the 50s and 70s, which I am familiar with, which is not something that uh, the, the American public usually is aware for, because uh, they basically only get... Except for Fallout fans. Yeah. Uh, and Fallout's kind of a weird... Yeah, anyways, continue. Yeah, the, no, the whole thing is exactly, is that uh, they only see those things digested like in the fallouts, in the Star Treks and whatnot. So it's like, oh, you don't know what this is trying. So you are just drinking a watered down, distilled, already digested version of something. I want to do something inspired by the real things uh, that you are maybe not familiar with. And uh, doing something that evokes 70s sci-fi. Uh, and I don't know, maybe Traveler or something like that. Like, uh, I don't like the game, but uh, Mothership, for example, could do something like that. Uh, I don't really like horror. Uh, otherwise, the Aliens RPG actually is a pretty solid way to do that. Uh, but yeah, either... S- so something that uh, echoes Earthsea, something uh, in space like Travelers, something based on old sci-fi, something like that. Would be the things that I really wanted to bring up on the show. I was like, Freelogging has like a generic, oh no, they don't. They have Blade Runner. <laughs> That's my thought process. Mm, yeah, which is basically a watered-down version of the Aliens RPG version. Yeah, I I mean, I will say that for it, like essentially, so they do have kind of a generic. It's just that they keep reskinning it and they haven't released sort of the generic like here's the generic mechanics of this. Do it however you want to do it. They haven't really. Yeah. It. You know, like a, like a Genesis. They haven't done. Oh, their, or their Cortex Genesis Prime. Yeah. Hmm. Cortex Prime is another game I've never played, but always thought about. I Okay, I just played it uh, like two week, two months ago. Uh, one of my friends, uh, same friend who's leaving, who left Star Wars because he's burned out on Star Wars, runs an RPG Explorers Club. Uh, played it. It's okay. Like it, it's very. It's like trying to be PPTA only different, and I, I think that's why I didn't care for it. The. This is going to, again, the frequent complaint I make about games. I, uh, I, every time people push, they're like, you could play a really cool superheroes game in it. And I'm like, but, but I got wild talents and I could already do that and that. And I love wild talents. I don't need to know if I like it. Yeah. Like my opinion about PPTA is the only good one is, uh, urban shadows because it does what, uh, world of darkness wants to do only better. Yeah. But, uh, Second edition kind of ruined that because, well, how about we oh. take what makes uh, uh, Urban Shadows Unix and make it fit the house style that we have been pushing for the last 10 years? 
the best PBTA is Fellowship. Uh, Fellowship rules. Fellowship is okay. I haven't played that yet. I I heard it's good though. I might be getting to play in a Fellowship game soon, and I am very excited. Yeah, uh, actually, the biggest problems with uh, PBTA is that they are really bad for the kind of things that we do on CGA because they started going breaking down after you play more than 10 hours. So, like, yeah, but another big issue I have with that. Yeah, that'll be a problem for us. I'm actually going to share a link to a PBTA game that I think everyone's really going to be super excited about. I don't want to see it. sarcastically. It's really bad. <laughs> I see the name and I'm already frothing. I am I have the I have rabies now. Yeah. Sam, you gave me rabies. How how does that make you feel? Yeah. Feel okay about it. I'm really looking forward to the energy that rabies is gonna make you bring to the next season. Yeah. Which which is again I, I'm just like I, I almost got up and left because of that, Sam. Thank you for that. You know, I've this is combined with me being very hungry. So, <laughs> uh, you know, uh, that is actually uh, the thing is, if we were doing uh, shorter things, uh, I would like bring something like twelve. It's more self-contained stories. But if we are thinking full seasons, uh, yeah, yeah, that's also. Uh, I'm going to plug a product inside our product. If you heard some of those games like Flying Circus or 12 or Rain and are like, man, I really wish I could have a very thought out critique on them. You should go to Split Party on Substack. It's written by two smart people. You're goddamn right it is. And let me just step in here and say, as someone who doesn't know shit about fuck, Split Party helps me understand shit about fuck a lot of the time. And is well-written, well-thought-out, very, very detailed, comes from two completely different perspectives that don't always agree, which is extremely helpful for me, someone who is very gullible and willing to just sort of believe whatever horseshit is put in front of me. So I just want to say, Split Party's fucking great, and everyone should go read it, because I read every fucking issue. It hits my inbox, and I read it right then and there, unless I'm driving, and then I don't do that. But then as soon as I'm parked and I walk inside my capitalist job, I... Fucking just like as soon as I know that everything's good and where it is, I'm just like, cool. And then I just read it on my phone right then and there. I'm just saying. Read Split Party is great. I don't read it because I don't read. That's you don't have to, Bren. You, uh, I, I, like I give you an excuse. I give you you have a you have a sick note. You've been absolved. <laughs> I have the neural diversity, the ADDs, the all that and learning disabilities. Uh, I absolve you of your sick. Can we have split party outside? Can, can we have an audio version of this, please? Can we? We should get. We should get a. We should get a one of those weird like Reddit, uh, like the like the voices on Reddit that like the things that just automatically. Get, we should just get that. Somebody just like it just sounds like uh, a screen reader. I I have been tempted to get a screen reader just for that. I mean, you know, uh, I mean, uh, since you read Split Party, you know the amount of books that I had to fucking read. I only managed to get through that because when I'm not reading with my eyes, I'm reading with my ears. It's the only way. It really is. Yeah, I I have a weird, my brain is weird in a different way with reading, where I will go through periods where I can read fiction or nonfiction, but I cannot read both. Uh, that's also something that I do, but it's more because of ADHD. 
because my only way in which I am able to get over that is if I compartmentalize. So like if I'm writing or working on fiction, I don't read fiction. If I'm working on nonfiction, I don't read uh, nonfiction. So I never, what I'm writing, I never. So alternating between that actually helps me do it because otherwise it just becomes a blur. Um, true to form being that we are, we are a bunch of neurodivergence. I feel like we have, uh, we've sort of taken a tangent here. Um, and I do feel like we are heading into territory where I feel like we maybe should, uh, start to wrap up. Um, yeah, I think we should wrap up talking about the future, but the future's scary. Yes. Yes. No, not really. You just need to wait. We have, I mean, we got a lot of cool stuff that's going to happen. Should we talk about any of the stuff that's coming down after, like between seasons? Should we, should we talk about any of that? Yes. I mean, if you, if you have listened to the first season, you know that uh, we did the spring break games in which we play different games. We still are planning that. So after, uh, after this, so overall lines. Uh, after this, we're going to have uh, two more arcs after the moon arc. No, wait. No, from your perspective, actually, you're going to have three arcs. You're going to have a short three episodes arcs. And we have another three or four episodes arc. And then we're going to have the finale. So that's what you are looking forward. So we're not going to end the, the season before the end of the year. So you can count on having... Uh, being on the world of uh, 9070X until the end of the year, in terms of your end, listener. But uh, we're going to wrap up soon, and then we're going to start doing the summer break, which we are counting. Uh, ideally, unless things change, we'll play three games. It's gonna, and, and it's going to be like this, uh, the spring uh, games that uh, we had last time. And uh, after that... We're going to have maybe an epilogue. It depends how things go. Uh, and uh, then we might take a small break because we are thinking big things. And uh, hopefully that uh, that advances because we have big plans for season three. But uh, how exactly that's going to happen? A lot of things are going to change. Uh, and... Uh, we kind of need to wrap up the current season before we can actually get nailing down the details. Probably be doing that while we are playing the other games. Are we allowed to talk about any of the summer games? Cool. Yeah. Why not? There's at least one. There's at least one that I have that delighted me so thoroughly. Just just in concept that I really I would love at least for people to know that it is coming. So uh, our avid listeners, our loyal fan base, uh, you'll remember that. I mean, the one of my favorite John Doe scenes happened early in the arc when you realize that people are playing tabletop RPGs without it. And uh, we've decided that to remedy the sorrow that that brought into your hearts, we are going to over summer break portray uh, John Doe, Joachim, uh Johnny and Voidwalker all getting together to play a uh, mini adventure of the universe of 197X's most popular role playing game. Correct me if I'm wrong, we did confirm Tunnels and Trolls? 
We're playing? Yes. We're playing yes. Titles and Trolls. And now, no, no, no. Uh, that's the most popular. We are playing the new game that the company behind it released. Oh. That hot new shit. The enigmatic mercenary spies and private eyes. Yes. Yeah, that's the one I am hands down. I just I, I uh, we we talked about it, I think, off recording, uh, like right after one time. And I just immediately just started cackling because that just sounds like the most fucking fun to me. It's just like it's just the, the meta layers are very are very silly. I already told my partner that we were doing that. And she was absolutely tickled by that idea. And she's like, that's the most meta bullshit. And I was like, <laughs> you need to listen to the rest of our show. <laughs> yeah. Um, do we know what's happening on the other summer games? Are we are we are we going to reveal those or are those? I mean, oh, we no. can reveal at least another one. Bren? Oh, Boston. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. On that Boston grind. Yeah, we just on that, yeah, that one was recorded a while ago due to uh, buildings not having internet for some important people on this podcast. Uh, so we'll finish that one. I, I it's yeah. I'm for those who don't know, it's Nordic horror role playing. So and it's not Viking. It's uh, you know what happened, like the myths and folklore that happened after Vikings. And it's real good. Uh, I was having a fucking blast. At some point, we need to. Uh, this is more of a side note for us. At some point, someone is going to have to get me uh, the recording that we already made because I don't remember what my character's name is or what their deal is. So I'm going to have to sort of take another another pass at that. I, 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 it was, it was an old lady. I remember I that. was a mean old lady for the second Very time on lady. this show. <laughs> I was, I was honestly kind of the same mean old lady, just sort of reskinned and put in a different place. And I didn't realize <laughs> it until after. And I was like, well, I'm here now. <laughs> as every, yeah. every, every listener of this show, you need to understand something about me as a person underneath all of this. All of this that is that is going on in your ears. I am a mean old lady. That's my whole vibe. You know, all I all I remember is uh, well, I, I remember quite a bit. I'd have to re-listen to. But anyways, I still remember that the the, the best villain is always. Oh no, they're hot. That is hundred percent the best way to describe a villain. Oh no, they're hot. Uh, yep. Uh, I can make it worse. <laughs> You support women's rights. I support women's wrongs. <laughs> um, I have to. I, there's a there's a TikTok I have to send y'all that is just this person who does a really good Wario, and it's just Wario. <laughs> Wario supports tra- or Wario says trans rights and also trans wrongs. You should rob a bank. <laughs> uh, so then there is I idea that there should be a third game, but. Uh, we cannot really settle on what it is. So, listener, if you have an idea of what is a part of uh, 1970X that uh, we have not explored, maybe that can be the, the summer game? And maybe hit us with the idea? Maybe? We're saying we haven't done anything. Alyssa, as we've gotten, I feel like we've gotten pretty deep in the paint with sort of the comic send-ups that we've done in 1970X. We haven't done anything 
as far as I can remember, with spooky monsters. Well, we have Vasen. Moon skeletons. We just didn't get to the spooky monster part of Vasen yet. Also, you just revealed that you have not uh, listened to Nafta. I reveal that earlier, though, so yeah. it's not everyone still knows that already. Uh, praise the teller, crude. I don't know if there's uh, there's nothing scary in, in NAFTA. No, no, nothing scary in NAFTA. I was thinking, I was thinking more classic horror movie monsters. I, 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 <laughs> give me, a, I, I would just, I want to see a Frankenstein. Is what I'm saying. Where's the Frankenstein of 1970x? Frankenstein. Pretty yeah, it's Frankenstein. <laughs> the Frankenstein. Yes, and uh, it's a British superhero. Listen, if you want to see classic monsters, you're going to see them on uh, season three. You know, I I do have, sadly, uh, I I got this before reading it, which was um, Transylvania Adventures, another DCC game. Uh, Let's just say we're not playing that, but it is very inspired by Hammer horror movies. Yeah, I read that one too, and that was a uh, that was a trip, not a good trip. <laughs> no, it's like okay, this, mm. this did not go through any cultural consultants or sensitivity readers at all. Oof, it's wild to say, but the uh, the Pinkertons and Perils version of that might be less offensive than that one. Wow. It's an achievement. <laughs> like I the bar is on the floor. I you know, I let me ret- let me retract that. I am confident that Pinkertons and Perils, uh what if what if we redeemed the incel game is less offensive than Transylvania Adventures. Yeah. In fact, I totally forgot to put it in with my purge. Oh well, I'll get rid of it next time. Yeah, it's rough. Uh, but but yeah, I mean, on season three, we're going to get some classic monsters. That's something we can take to the bank. Lou said it. Scribing it on a stone. I put it on mm-hmm. my Who is Pepe Silva board of uh, CGA things. <laughs> I have a walk-in closet I've never shown any of you. It's just full of just a pin board that would make uh, anyone weep. I'm so excited to finally meet a Frankenstein. <laughs> See, Frankenstein was the real monster. I, was that, that's who I mean. Yeah, I, I know. I like the bell diagram of Frankenstein pe- people. Like, no, Frankenstein is the name of the doctor, not the monster. Frankenstein is the no. Frankenstein is the monster. Frankenstein is the name of the doctor, not the monster. Frankenstein is the monster. Actually, the, the the creature's name is actually fi- final, final for real. This one is final for real. Three dot png. I have to go. <laughs> <laughs> that 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 was too relatable, Lou. That was too relatable. Um, yeah, and I think that's with this. I think that's how we end. Um, I will just I will cast the dismissal. <laughs>